This podcast is brought to you by the Islamic Center and NYU. For more information, visit our website at www.icnyu.org. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله The name of Allah the gracious the merciful all praise is due to Allah the Lord of the universe the master of the day of judgment I bear witness and testimony to the oneness of Allah to his magnificence, his omnipotence, his might, his glory, to his being the creator and sustainer of all things, the giver of life, the guider of hearts, the master of the day of judgment. And I bear witness to the fact that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is the servant and final messenger. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and upon all those who choose to tread his path until the last day. In the previous khutbah, we started to look at some of the verses from Surah Al-Furqan, where Allah speaks about a very specific category of his servants, the Ibad al-Rahman, may Allah make us from amongst them. In that initial verse, he says, Speaking about the humility that the servants of the most merciful they walk on the earth with. And that verse concludes with a second characteristic that we discussed that when they're spoken to by those who are from the Jahilun, may Allah protect us from ever being amongst them, they respond with peace, qalu salama. And then the verses, they continue to give more depictions and we want to think about them in relation to this first verse. As Allah continues in Surah Al-Furqan, He says, that they're the ones who they spend a portion of the night for their Rabb, their Lord, in prostration and in standing. May Allah make us from amongst them. There's a lot that can be taken from this. And one of the things that we can understand primarily is that in the order, that these characteristics are being depicted. Allah doesn't begin now with ritual and practice as the first characteristic or grouping of the Ibad al-Rahman. He speaks more so about the etiquette, the way that there's interaction. And you can think about these as holistic characteristics that are embodied in unique individuals, or you can think about it in a way that says, each of these are separate groupings, and my aspiration can be to understand which grouping do I want to find myself in. In relation to the first verse, you have in the second verse of the description an understanding of those who prostrate in the night. Before we talk about some of that in particular, relating it to the first verse, where it says, that they're the ones who they traverse on the earth with humility. And the relationship of a sajda in this second categorization to walking on the earth 
which is the place that you make the sajda upon, should not be something that we overlook. You and I, in relation to the earth, that, that first depiction of the Ibad Rahman is discussing, has a deeper connection than us simply just walking upon something else. But what our theology posits is that you and I, our initial creation is from the very earth itself, that we are made from the earth. We are made from dirt. This is where Iblis has an issue in prostrating to Adam, that I am of fire and he is of earth. Why would I prostrate to him? And that humility that's there now, not debasement, but a recognition of real dignity coming in a base of humbleness, understands that every step that we traverse on this earth, whether we're conscious of it or not, can serve as a reminder, literally, that you're walking on what it was that you were made from in the first place. That you get to a place of recognition that when we say that we are from Allah and to Him is our return, the very earth that each individual in creation treads upon serves as a reminder to be a catalyst of that humility. And it starts to deepen with a recognition that it's not just me that's made from the earth that I walk on, but every single human being. All of us have the same root, the same base. Regardless of our gender, our race, our ethnicity, our class, our culture, our origin point is the same. And the Ibad al-Rahman, they're able to understand this and to recognize that arrogance is not something that starts to seep in. Because when I walk on the earth, it gives me a reminder that I'm connected to each and every one that I will meet and not meet, because we're all coming from the same place. You are not from the country of your origin. You were made from this earth. You are not just the child of your parents, but all of us are Banu Adam. We have a patriarchal figure that gives us a connectivity that transcends socially constructed difference. And the Ibad al-Rahman, the servants of the most merciful, they have a recognition of this. So when they walk on this earth, they understand that this is temporary. And I was made from this in terms of a body. But the celestial part of myself, my soul, my spirit, the ruler, is going to continue on. And I'm just going to return back in that worldly sense. But in another worldly sense, I'm going to move forward with everybody else. What do you think is the skin color of a soul? Have you ever thought about it? When Allah made all of us, and we existed in the abode of the arwah. What do you think people looked like at that point? Your souls. When you leave from this earthly domain, what is that spirit going to look like? And this is a critical thing to understand because now when we link it to this second category, Everybody walks on the earth, only select people prostrate on it. 
and you can derive a certain recognition simply by treading. But when you put your forehead down on the ground and you are closest to Allah in that moment, the tradition says, you also have the utmost ability to elevate by lowering the physical self, giving increase to your celestial self. And the prostration is not just the prostration of the physical, but a prostration of what is inward. The same way we understood that it's not just about the sajda and the qiyam, the yamshuna First, you got to walk in order to walk with humility, in order to understand the spending of the night, a part of it, in sajda and in qiyam. That latter part of the verse requires first recognizing how do I spend the night in the first place? What am I doing with that time? And the prescription that's there that you walk on the earth, you meet foolish people who are going to look down on you and you respond to them and you exhaust yourself because you try to figure out how do you make sense of a world that's senseless? I went to Texas two days ago. And I spent a day with a community that's trying to understand how in an act of domestic violence, a man took not just his wife's life, his four-year-old's life, his, their grandmother's life, as well as his own life. They're not trying to simply just understand that, but they're trying to understand it in the context of in the days in between, a mass shooting takes place at a school. Just hours away from where they are. And their colleague, who's a school teacher, and they have to get up and go and teach kids in a school and wonder what's going to take place while they're still reeling from a space of understanding or trying to understand how innocent black lives were taken in Buffalo by a supremacist, how a 14-year-old Afghan refugee was found hanging in Missouri, how a Palestinian journalist was murdered without any consequence to the perpetrators. And it's hard. And then you meet people who they try to intellectualize things that should not be intellectualized. One guy said to me that, well, we have to understand that perhaps he didn't get this kind of help or support and psychiatric this and that. No, man, in some situations, there's no neutrality and no honor in being neutral. You can't both side circumstances where there's individuals who it's not your place to somehow make discourse of their struggle. What the verse is saying is that when you meet it, you don't look to these things as burdensome obligation. But the manner in which the prescription is given, you're going to deal with hardship in the day. Spend your nights in a place where you're really healing the most important parts of yourself. And that such that that qiyam becomes an integral part, but nobody can make it for you, your prostration. 
Just like your standing is going to be based off of your choice as to what you stand for. Stand for your heart a little bit. I know we started late and I apologize for that. But my apologies are not without a qualification because I want you to understand. The only thing that kept me from being here with you was being with somebody who was not doing well. And in moments like what we surround ourselves with, not purposefully, that's what you have to be and do for one another. And the coming weeks, we can get more into what the sajda is and the qiyam and all of this stuff. Just think about how you use your nights. Use it as an opportunity to think about what it is that you're using time on a whole for. And a part of that has to be for your own self-care. That you're not chasing after things that are with immediacy, giving complacency alone. You want to be a person that has real rida, real contentment. May Allah make us from amongst them. Balance inside. When these guys called me from Texas, they said, we don't know what to do. No part of me, I promise you, especially after this pandemic, wants to leave New York ever. I want to be here with the people here and build here. And so he said, can you come? These people are hurting. I said, of course, no questions. I looked at my wife and she said, what are you even thinking? You don't have to think about this. When our prophet gets the initial revelation of Iqra read, and then there's different opinions on what the second and third ones were. Stand and warm. Stand in the night just a little bit. It's giving you the prescription. You learn, you go out and do, and then you use the nights to replenish and heal. And part of the reason as to why I got on a plane after Fajr one day, sat with tons of people the whole day, and just listened to them go through what they were going through, and then got on another plane and came back the next morning so that I could come back and tell you all, you got to start doing the same things. Be with people in their struggles. You take care of your heart in the ways that Allah, who is the creator of your heart, has taught you to. Because you can't take care of other hearts if you're not taking care of your own heart. So between this Jummah and the next Jummah, Sheikh Sahib will be here next week, inshallah. But just reflect on these couple of verses. Don't see this such that as an obligation. See it as a key to be able to find inward balance to make sense of a world that doesn't make sense. See the qiyam, the prayer, the standing as a catalyst so that in this world where so many people just engage in conversation, you start to embody what it looks like to be a servant of the most merciful. And for every person who's hurting, you become the reason that they still have hope in the world. For every person that has pain, you become a reason that they now feel calm in the moments of distress. 
where somebody's experiencing anguish. You don't have to look elsewhere. You possess luminosity and beauty that you just have to tap into. And it's a reflective question. What am I even doing with the nights that were given to me? Why am I not using them in the ways that were meant to be utilized? Before you can think about making such this, it don't have to be like hours and hours. You don't take your mind to that. Pray a two extra dakah sometimes in the middle of the night. You don't wake up in the middle of the night, you do it after Isha. Pray a little bit more. The first step is just thinking, what's it all about? What am I using that time for? Before I sit, this is a time where Muslims have to start making use of those late hours of the night to make du'a, to engage in prayer. There's a lot of people that are hurting. May Allah make it easy for them. Some of you are hurting. May Allah bring you the healing that you need. You don't just think about these as rituals, but you understand that embedded within them is the opportunities. That if I can't act with my body, if I can't utilize my words, Allah has still given me the unique ability to make dua and told me these are the times that it's even more accepted. I just got to think about what's getting in the way. And it's not to make <coughs> comparisons. Hurt is difficult and it's subjective. But we can only give to people what we possess in the first place. And if I don't have calm right now, but I want to be a source of calm, then I got to bring some stillness in so that I can start to disseminate that to those who are need. We'll look at it a little bit more in the coming weeks, but pair it with the first verse, reflect on it, and then aspire to say, I want to be from the Ibad Rahman. I want to be like some of these people, man. What is it that allows for somebody to have the ability to stop atrocity and they still sit back and do nothing? But ours is not a tradition that teaches us to simply not do wrong. It's a tradition that teaches us to go out and do what's right. You want to expand for yourself what that means. And these verses, they give us a deep opportunity to think about how we can be a part of the remedy, the solution. May Allah make us a source of healing for his creation. إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله إن أحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله Reminders before we make du'a and stand to pray. Uh, some of you might not be aware that your screener access is being renewed. 
And so we've announced this. There was a lot of people who tried to come into Jamaat today, but didn't go through the renewal process. You have to resubmit your, some might still have access because the dates were extended a little bit further, but look for emails from us. Tell your friends to look as well that you're needing to re-upload your vaccination proofs because um, your initial approvals were only supposed to be through May 20th. And we requested for everyone who was approved to get it extended to August 31st. You'll get an email from NYU Campus Safety. Everybody would have gotten it already. And if you went through the process, please let others know that they need to be looking for that. We'll send out messages to everyone again, but it's not in our capacity. Uh, and just remind people, I was so proud of the people that I ran into down the street. Not because they're missing Jonah, right? It's not their fault, right? But proud in the sense that not one of them was angry or upset. They were all very understanding. That's like what the verse is saying, right? That when you have an opportunity to get riled up, you don't get riled up. And it's really that simple. They gave understanding. They gave a sense of benefit. They're not thinking the worst. So where you can be helpful, that you see there's less people here from last week because many of them tried to get in, they couldn't because they didn't re-upload their forms. It's the policy of the university. So reach out to those that you know and just remind them. The building today is going to close at 4 o'clock. So Halika, we normally do with Dr. Madwa, is not going to be taking place tonight, but we'll resume from next week, inshallah. Monday, the building is also closed for Memorial Day. Uh, so the prayer room, the halakas that we do, they also are not going to be taking place um, on Monday, but the rest of the week's programs will. Some dua requests that we had, uh, our brother Rami Fakh, who's a member of our community, his uncle passed away uh, this last week, uh, as well as Dr. Ahmed Abdul Wadud Ansari, who's the father of Hassan Ansari, a member of our community. Uh, he passed away after Fajr prayers this morning. Uh, now the prayer is taking place right now in Staten Island. You make the offer both that Allah grants them his infinite mafira, peace in their graves, and entrance into Jannah without any judgment. Uh, and there's many people who have requested us for ailments, for other things. Uh, you can keep them in your prayers as well. That Allah grants them even better than what it is that we're asking of him. Uh, and makes us remorse those who remembers each other in our du'a always. In Allah, O Malaikatahu, Saluna, Aran Nabi, Ya Ayyuhal Nadina, Amanu, Saluna, Aleyhi, Saluna, Saluna, Allahumma Salli, Wa Sallim, Wa Barik, Ala Sayyidina Muhammad, Fil Abwalina, Wa Fil Akhirin, Allahumma Salli, Wa Sallim, Wa Barik, Ala Sayyidina Muhammad, وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فافو عنا يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم اجعلنا من المخلصين اللهم اجعلنا من المخلصين اللهم اجعلنا من المخلصين We begin this supplication in your name يا الله We beseech you to send your choices salutations upon your most beloved صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم we ask that you shower your infinite mercy upon this gathering, granting each and every one who is present here in and our loved ones only the best in this world and the best in the next. We ask Allah that if all of us are meant to be together only at this time, at this place, 
whether we are young or old, male or female, regardless of our race, our ethnicity, our social class, our country of origin, our cultural heritage, whether we are Muslim or come from a different walk of life, Ya Rabbi. For our individual hearts are meant to be in the presence of all of their hearts that are gathered here only at this time, at this place, and gather us all together again in the best of places in the world beyond this one. Increase us, Ya Allah, in all that is good. Increase us in courage, compassion, and confidence. Protect us from any affliction, anxiety, or anguish. Remove from our hearts any feelings of bitterness, jealousy, animosity, or envy towards any of your creation. Grant us hearts that are filled with understanding and hope. Hearts that are drawn towards things of real beauty and goodness. Hearts that find themselves deep in your remembrance. For indeed, in your remembrance, do hearts find rest. We ask Allah that for all those who find themselves in a state of distress at this time, that you descend upon them your divine peace and make us a source of healing for them. And for those who are gathered here who find themselves in any type of difficulty, help us to be the best of their supporters, Ya Rabbi, and a means through which they find solace in this difficult time. Help us, Ya Allah, to never become discontent that even where we don't understand, Ya Rabbi, help us to always move forward, knowing and being fully aware that the ultimate truth is that your mercy is real, that your wisdom is beyond any wisdom that we might be able to comprehend. Let our trust be only in you, and to take that trust then, and to be a source of hope for people in this world, and never the reason that they might dread it. Protect us always from hearts that are not humble, tongues that are not wise, and eyes that have forgotten how to cry. Forgive us for our shortcomings and guide and bless us all. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samir alim. Utub alayna ya maulana innaka anta tawabur rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khari khalqihi muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Birahmatika ya if you would like to listen to more, please donate to www.icnyu.org donate. For more of our virtual programs, go to www.icnyu.org classes. If you have any questions, email us at info at icnyu.org.